Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, buried a boat around and out the cruise. We navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, so we got a lot of stuff to cover today. Uh, Captain Casey, a friend from our scuba show, actually has a question about a new boat and the engine he should get. We're going to get to that a little bit later on. Uh, but first, I guess we got to talk about the uh, record-breaking attempt going on in uh, Tampa today as we speak. They're attempting to break a flotilla or a boat parade record on the West Coast. And uh, it, it's like a, it is a Trump thing. But the fact that they're trying to break a boating record is, well, I mean, that's kind of cool, right, Barry? Come on, back me up on this. Well, it looks like the weather is all turning bad over there. So thunderstorm yeah. should uh, take care of that boat parade. Okay. Well, they started at 10 o'clock, so it should be wrapping up right about now, I would guess. But they had to break the record of like, I don't know, 1,100 boats. And they're saying that uh, the last parade they did, uh, you know, one of these, they called it a Trump-tilla, like a flotilla. And they had 3,000 boats. So they, I guess they decided to go for an official record. We'll have to find out if they do. Uh, succeed in their attempt, but no, they're boaters. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, they're they're boaters. You're, you're absolutely right. And right. Let, it, let it go, Barry. Let it go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let it go. Let, let it, it go. Because he doesn't want to go down that path with us. He's going. What, what path? It's a. It, they're and, just trying to break he, a boating and, record. Let and him he go. Already, he already warned us in the pre-show meeting, so we just have to let him say his his piece about this, so we can move on to actual relevant news stories okay. and not something that's being done well that's that i mean we'll see if they break the record i mean yeah. hats off to them if they do no I mean, not hats off to them we just we just don't need to talk about an attempt to feed somebody's uh insanely fragile ego well but, he had nothing to do with this just for oh, the record oh stop it what he didn't he they did they're just doing it in honor and they did these uh rallies. in honor honor <laughs> jeez okay. man come on I guess we they know which panicking. side of the political spectrum Barry and Patrick fall do, on so we'll do, just do, leave do, it at do that you, do you take do you drink that Kool Aid in one solid gulp no I mean if it was a, a different uh you know president I mean if they're breaking a record God bless them you know that's no kind of no cool. no president in recent memory whether Republican or Democrat has. Deserves a boat parade. Yeah. Well, None. okay, that's None. not for you to decide. It's America. It Hello. It is. <laughs> it is for us to decide. No, that is wrong. We are the deciders. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, that's going on. So, you know, follow it. Yeah, if I, you heard, I heard so they choose. failed. Okay. All right. Well, we'll find out next week, I guess. But Meanwhile, uh, do, do I sound nicer on the radio now? No, you sound very mean, and you're like very uh, just talking a lot of smack I, there, and no, I really and, didn't and any appreciate of those it. boaters that are flying those Trump flags higher than the American flag on their vessel, just keep heading south. You don't deserve to be in this country. Well, well we actually, won't, we yeah, won't the see US the flag flags. is supposed to be above in it, isn't it? 
U.S. flag is always supposed to take precedent over all other flags. It is, unless you're dealing with the current president. Okay. Well, once again, he has nothing to do with this. I don't even know if he has a boat. Does he? Does the president have a boat? He 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 has had yachts that he's had repossessed. (laughs) Oh, Uh, oh, that's a different story. (laughs) You know, because, Uh you know, he, he... He's just, you know, that type of a uh, okay. successful... All right, uh, moving on to other things. You, you bought, bought it, up. it up. We warned you. <laughs> what else do we have to share with our passengers today that may be less political? Well, um, this past week, two people were found dead aboard a boat in Lake Lanier. How's that? That's actually a little more uplifting than what we were just talking about. And the, re- and the reason why I bought this story up, uh, despite the, the shocking headline there, if you will, is this highlights a problem with boating and boaters in particular. And this has to do with generators being used on boats. Oh, okay. Okay. So you have two types of boaters, two types of boats, if you will, um, that utilize generators. You have boats that the generator has been installed as part of the OEM manufacturing process or has been professionally installed sometime after the boat was purchased. And then you have those that balk at the $10,000 price tag of having a generator installed on board their boat. So they go and they run these portable generators. Um, and the portable generators, it's not the fault of the portable generator. I want to make that perfectly clear. It is largely the fault of those people who choose to employ that method to power their vessel because those generators are not made for that particular application. Okay, to uh, power what exactly? Everything like avionics? Or I mean, uh, no, anything, anything that would run on 120 volts. Uh, air conditioner, maybe refrigerator, uh, any of that stuff. Most most commonly, it's going to be for an AC unit, and okay. you can you can you can pretty well bet that uh, boaters that have chosen to employ this method to supply power to their boat uh, are probably also running portable AC units. Um, whether those are the ones that you find at your home improvement stores, or it's a window AC unit. Mm-hmm. I've told the story in the past about the years and years, probably about 25, 28 years ago, uh, had a customer's boat and could not work on it because as soon as I went into the cabin, what I had saw that he had done was in the forward anchor locker bulkhead, they had cut away part of the anchor locker bulkhead and installed a window AC unit. They ran the power cord down the port side bolster, um, knotted that cord to an extension cord and then hardwired the extension cord to the AC side of the AC-DC panel. And I, I had to inform them that uh, I, I could not, would not be allowed to work on their vessel because it wasn't to code. And knowingly working on a vessel like that, um, not only myself, but the company that I worked for could be held liable for really anything that would occur afterwards. And it's like, can't do it. So... It's a cheap method, especially during the hot summer months, um, to get cold air into your boat and to be able to supply power, as Barry pointed out, whether you're running your refrigerators, because nothing will knock your batteries down quicker 
than a refrigerator, other than maybe if you're constantly using your bow thruster, um, that, that'll take batteries down and your anchor power winch will draw those down pretty quick as well. If you're not resupplying, uh, recharging those batteries. All right. Well, wait, back up just a minute here, Patrick, because yep. you started by saying portable generators are not a good solution. Did Correct. you really answer the question why? Other than getting into the specifics of what you would use it for, what just because you don't have the proper ventilation, or because what? you don't you, you don't have the proper ventilation, you don't have the proper fuel source uh, routing. Most often, you're going to find that people are mounting those on swim platforms. If they don't have a swim platform that's wide enough, they're going to put it in a cockpit of the boat. Uh, some people have gone so far as to run the fuel line plumb into the existing boats. Um, fuel system, which is a no-no. Mm-hmm. Uh, others will bring a portable fuel tank on board, which is a no-no, uh, especially in those closed quarters, that closed environment, because what happens more as dangerous as the fuel source can be, it's the CO that's produced and the fact that it uh, is not routed through an exhaust to discharge away from the boat and not wind up kind of that station wagon effect uh, that became somewhat uh, infamous in the 70s where you've got exhaust coming right back up into the boat, down into the cabin, Mm -hmm. and largely boats that are like that where they've employed this type of method, they haven't taken the time or spent the extra money to go and equip their boat, even with portable CO detectors. Well, but right. wait, if you had, let me just paint a scenario here. Sure. If you had an open deck where you could uh, store your generator, say like one of those little uh, Honda ones, yep. which are okay. pretty pretty powerful now. They're, they're yep. wildly uh, popular with RVs. If you had a place in your boat that you could keep it dry, it was open air, you didn't have the fuel issue, you know, maybe you just filled it up once and planned to use it out for a day of of boating what's the big problem otherwise other than making sure you're in a, you're in a place where it's dry okay uh, imagine that you're okay imagine a boat as a square box in the water with four sides and you have your generator down in that box what happens to the carbon monoxide that that generator produces does it go up or does it go down which way well, I don't know. If it's an open cockpit boat, it doesn't go matter all over. if it's open. It's heavier than the air you breathe. Oh, that's right. So it's, it's going to end up down where you are. Uh, if you're laying down in the bottom of your boat, maybe. Okay, I can't oh, wear your the- uh, We'll there cover this more on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast captain sparrow come to join me crew lad welcome aboard i'm here to find the man i love I'm deeply flattered, son, but my first and only love is the sea. I'm the captain of the boat, and I really like to float on the water, out on the water. So put on your sailing pants and do your sailing dance. Take a ride on a boat with me. Let's go sailing on a boat with me. Get on board. Boats are fun, you'll see. I like boats. Me too. This is the world's first radio show devoted to boating. I am Greg, your first mate. And by the way, for the record... Uh, that boat parade going on in Tampa or St. Pete uh, right now as we speak. They had 1,600 boats pay the registration fee, which is about 500 more than what they needed to break the world record. So, Yeah, but 400, those people, 400 of those people were diagnosed with coronavirus, so they weren't able to attend. I don't think that is... Uh, that it affects the world record attempt. I don't believe that. I think that's uh, you fake. had to pay a registration. Wait, that's wait, fake you news. Had pay, you had to pay a registration fee to get out on your boat yeah. and follow a bunch of other boats. Yeah, ten bucks a boat. Somebody. What you get? Money. You get a hat or a t-shirt? I have or no what? idea, Barry. Why are you asking me? Oh, I don't know. I, I know so you're a big fan of that stuff. You could have been out there instead of being here right now. So let's just leave it at Actually, that. I could have. My boat <laughs> you is keep bringing well. it up, Greg. Well, I know. Mean, I'm giving <laughs> our are giving our passengers some information that they may want to be aware of so that nobody nobody wants to be aware of that all right well you both said you didn't think the world record was going to happen but it looks like it might so it, we'll see you said there were three thousand boats on the world record so no i said way short 1100 is the world record and they are they had like 1600 sign up Regi- registered listen barry listen anyway okay so uh portable generators on your boat evidently a bad idea which you know, I, I would have never considered that being a big problem if you had the proper ventilation and fuel issues addressed. But you're saying there's still an issue because the exhaust from the uh, generator would still settle in the you know in the lower portion of your boat, creating potential problems. 
Yeah, I well, I mean, when you're dealing with an onboard generator, the onboard generator, as it discharges its exhaust, it actually goes through what's what's known as a wet exhaust or a, usually a, a fiberglass muffler plot. Right. And it's discharging. Some boats will dis- discharge through the bottom. Some, most are going to discharge through the hull side. And that's where you see that water spitting out. And you, hopefully mm-hmm. you're not seeing any signs of any blue or, you know, smoke or anything like that. But right. that's where you see them kind of discharging out. And it's ventilated well enough away from the engine compartment. Not only that, while generators are running, gas generators, uh, most boats, the blower system is automatically going to run as well to make sure that that compartment stays ventilated while that generator is running. That would be no different than you running your boat at an idle speed and wanting to manually turn on your blowers to make sure that engine compartment stays ventilated enough. Mm -hmm. But, the, the the cheap way around it, which is not recommended by anyone on this show, is using portable generators and putting them either on the swim platform or in the cockpit, plumbing into the existing fuel system of the boat or using an auxiliary or uh, external fuel, fuel source to power that generator. And then again, most people are going to, they're gonna, maybe they're going to run a battery charger um, so that they can keep their 12 volt supply up or... Um, most commonly, they're going to run an air conditioning unit, and they're probably going to have a portable air conditioning unit that, again, they bought from a home improvement store so that when they hang out on the boat overnight, they can sleep in comfort. And that's if you're going to do that, which, again, uh, is not recommended by anybody uh, associated with the show or I think any reasonable thinking person that's involved in the marine industry, whether that's sales or service, it, do yourself a favor and the favor of those who may be on board your vessel and invest in a couple of CO detectors. You should have one CO detector for each living space on board that boat. And Greg, in your example, if you're dealing with a big deck boat and you're putting up all your camper canvas, um, you should at a minimum probably still have two, but I guarantee you what's going to happen is those suckers are going to go off and they're going <laughs> to, and, and they're going to be annoying. And then you're going to go and unplug them or take the batteries out. And that's something else that a lot of people fail to realize, boaters, especially if they're buying a pre-owned boat, is CO detectors have a shelf life. So they don't last forever. Their effectiveness does diminish over time. And as they start to fail, they will start to emit a series of beeps. Annoying beeps. No. Yes, they are annoying, but I mean, but they're, they are what they are. And they're that, supposed to annoy exactly. you so that you fix them that or you replace change them. them. Exactly. They yes. are they are life-saving beeps because mm-hmm. they're telling you that the unit is starting to fail and it's going to be time to replace it. Now, right. a lot of those a lot of those uh CO detectors, they have a fine mesh screen when you take the cover off that periodically you should be going in there and cleaning that screen as well because that screen is so fine that it will it can tend to get clogged up. Uh, over the years and most the CO detectors, maybe three years, maybe five years at the most before you're going to need to replace them. And they're not cheap. They're not insanely expensive, mm-hmm. but they're not cheap either. You're not going to pick them up for 10 bucks. You're going to wind up spending probably about $150. Um, there are portable ones that you can, you can buy as well, but those are battery powered. And again, they're only as good as long as you have batteries installed in the unit. Uh, well, that should sure- be a seasonal thing that you have on your list. Just like flares and everything else, shouldn't it? That you you check your CO two 
uh, alert things, uh, smoke alarms, the whole thing. Well, right? the CO detectors that are built into the boats that are part of the boat construction have a test button. So you should be as a uh, owner of that vessel, as you would hopefully periodically be going down and checking your fluid levels on your engine and your outdrive, mm-hmm. your generator, that you would also be going down and uh, giving a quick test. Push the button, Bobo, and make sure that it's working correctly. And that, especially if you're getting ready to go out overnight or for an extended period overnight, that that system that is designed to keep you alive is working correctly. Okay. And we find we, we find this with CO detectors. We find this with the uh, onboard fire suppression systems as well. People fail to realize that that fire suppression system, that fire bottle, that's got to be inspected annually. And the way you inspect it is it's got to be removed from the boat, which is not incredibly hard to do. It's usually held onto a bracket with one or two hose clamps or large clamps and a couple wires, which are wired into the blower system so that if that unit discharges, it disables the blower system. And you take it out of the boat, you take it to a certified center or facility that is, uh, that's what they do is test those, those bottles. And basically they're going to weigh it. And if it tests, okay, they go ahead, they punch a little manila card and sign off on their initials and you reinstall it in your boat and test the system and make sure everything's good. And now if God forbid a fire breaks out in your engine room, that fire suppression system is going to go off. And unfortunately, on older boats where that system hasn't been checked, that fire bottle hasn't been inspected in five years, 10 years. When the unfortunate happens, that fire system doesn't discharge because that fire bottle's dead. So you got to just buy a new boat, then you'll be done. No, with it. <laughs> no, you don't use the, the Mar- Mike the Mariner method of boating. Yeah, that's upgrade. assuming the insurance pays off. Yeah, well, that's true. All right, more coming up on the world of boating. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick. Buried a boat around and at the cruise, we navigate the latest boating news and information. Coming up, we're going to be joined by uh, Captain Casey, who evidently got a new pontoon boat or put a, uh, I don't know, put a deposit down on one and has some issues or questions about how to properly power it. So we're going to get to that in just a bit. But what else do we got uh, in the meantime there, Patrick? What's going on? Well, wanted to uh, still talk about this subject because it takes us to a couple things that, of course, Barry and I were talking about uh, during the break. And that's, um, oh, my God, look, it's it's Bobo. What? <laughs> oh, jeez. Bobo is the monkey who was uh, jettisoned into space. For those of it's, it's you in the class that had to be explained of what the hell he was referring to. Which he, he's the guy. Me. He's the monkey that pushes the buttons that makes okay. everything work here. Right. Exactly. Okay. Well, glad you got that in there. Was that all you really had? Was that it? Listen, this is comedy gold, Greg. Yeah, of course it is. Yes. Patrick, um, if yeah. you're stupid. Yeah, whatever. We, you know, or uh, doing a Trump boat parade right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I, was think, I was thinking about something. I know that um, if we're under a hurricane warning down here, 
And Which is basically January through January. Through, right. Mm-hmm. And I decided not to put my shutters up and my house was damaged. I know that my insurance company could come in because it's written into the policy and deny the claim because I didn't do everything I'm supposed to do to protect the house. Does that also apply to boats uh, when you're supposed to have certain services done? It's going to apply to a boat, especially when it comes to those devices such as a fire suppression system or the Proper CO system up. that making sure... No, not making sure that's tied up in preparation for a hurricane. What Barry's talking about is in the, in the unfortunate circumstance, if, if it was to happen where your boat was to catch fire in the engine compartment and your fire suppression system was found not to be operable because uh. you failed to do the required annual check and or maintenance, mm-hmm. your insurance company is going to go, too bad, so sad, um, we're not paying. They're going to rhyme and everything like that? That's Yes, they do. They employ the the Dr. Seuss method. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. We'll take that and, uh, you know, educate yourself accordingly. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. You'll be my scallywags. I don't know what that means, but you will be them. And here's how we play. Thank you for your attention and welcome aboard. Let's go. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the boater. And I believe we do have Captain Casey on now. Casey, you with us? Have you yes, hopped on I'm board? With you. All right, so we got extra ballast on the uh, world of boating boat today. Oh, that wasn't very nice. What are you talking about? That, that actually was a compliment. The boat. I won't. I won't go to either side. Ex- well, exactly. We, we had to have proper balance. So you'll counter bury the boater, <laughs> and we'll be properly easy, easy done. Weight uh, distributed and make sure we don't capsize here through our virtual. Oh, a, sca- a, a scallywag is a person who behaves badly, but in an amusingly mischievous rather than harmful way. Huh. Interesting. Well, uh, we'll we'll see what we can do with that, which is probably nothing. But regardless. Uh, Casey does have a question. Uh, Casey, there's been some discussion already about your issue uh, of just a matter. Have you already bought this new boat that you're uh, getting or? uh, I am in the process of putting it all together and giving them a large down payment. Got it. Okay. So you have your eyes set on a particular boat. It's a pontoon style. Is that right? It's a horizon deck boat. Okay. It is a fiberglass hull. Yeah. Uh, almost kind of a three-hull design. Nice. So it handles a little bit of, of waves. Nothing, I would say, one to two would be okay, but nothing right. more. So great for the intercoastal cruising or some... Maybe a quick run offshore on a calm day. Right. It, sa- it sounds similar to um, Jeff's dive boats, only smaller. Because this is the same It's way. a lot like that, yeah. How, how big yeah, are we exactly. talking? What are the dimensions? Uh, it's 20 foot. Okay. All right, and then now um, what I'm the contemplating beam. is how wide is the beam? You figure it's twenty by uh, ten I or something? It's, uh, eight foot. Okay. All right. So we got a pretty good picture of what he got, and you probably got a little canopy over it. I assume, like a yes, typical I do. type thing like that. Okay. Uh, so it's not going to be 
you know, something to handle big seas, obviously, but something great. He's over in the West Coast. But, what you know, he actually would be out in the parade today, but I I guess you didn't have your boat in time, so. No, no, right. but I would be out in the parade. Of course, yes, he would. So, instead, he needs to know, you know, what he uh, needs to power this thing with once you purchase it. So, they've given so you my some. my options are. Okay, uh, what are they? I can do a Yamaha 115, mm-hmm. a Mercury. Or a Suzuki. All 115. That's what they recommend. All 115. And I'm leaning towards the Yamaha VMAX. Yeah, why? I don't know, because I'm an old Evinrude guy. <laughs> okay. I can't get an Evinrude anymore. All right. Oh, you, you could get an Evinrude. You're just not going to get the uh, service afterwards. That's uh, a good point. Right. Well, uh, that and eventually parts and eventually, you know, it's just a not going to work well. All right. Do you know what? Do you know what the weights are for each of these engines? Do you know which one's the lightest? The lightest, I believe, is the Yamaha. Okay. So, I mean, the manufacturer of the boat, they said, "Hey, these are three good engines to choose from." It's just a personal preference, or what did they say? Uh well, when I order it and it comes from the factory, they said they have to. They'll pre pre uh, pre rig it. it. They rig it. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Pre rig it. Right. So they wanted me to pick one. Uh-huh. It doesn't really matter the power range. It just matters the model. Okay. And I don't really know the history of performance or longevity or of those versions. I've done some research, but I wanted to hear it from the professional mouth of the boaters. Okay. Well, which would here's be an, here, here's another no, question. He's not talking to you, Barry. He's oh, uh, he's, ta- he's talking <laughs> yeah. to uh, Patrick. I think. Yeah, I know, but I have one more question. Okay. Go um, ahead. Is this the minimum engine? Is this the one that, you know, the the package that when you see a boat on sale, it's usually the too small engine, or is this the maximum horsepower you could put on this particular boat? No, this, I, I could actually run it with a 90, but I have never put anything smaller than 100 on any boat I've owned. Hmm. Okay, so they say it would and take maximum a... maximum is 150. I just... Figure don't this know being... that I'll be running it hard enough or fast enough to need that. Okay. Well, okay. the reason why I asked that is because the 150, to get the speed that you will want, you would run it at a lower RPM anyhow, which might give the engine longer longevity. Is that correct, well, Cap? You're, you're going to have a better fuel burn, too, over a period of time because it's not having to work as hard. So for, first and foremost, the, the Horizon, band, Horizon brand, we're talking about four wins, correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it's, it's well, oh. they call it a... Uh, Fun deck. Yeah, but it's made by Four Winds. Yes, yes. The okay. parent company, yes. Right. So uh, to Barry's point, here's what I always talk with customers about. And from a manufacturer's standpoint, we want you to buy a boat and we want you to enjoy that boat, but we also want you to buy another boat somewhere in the future. So always think about this, which is resell. Um uh, what is going to sell better? You know, certainly not the lower size engine. And sometimes that mid range, you find a family that's, oh, this is going to be the perfect boat for us, but we got a family of five or six and this boat won't get out of its own way. So you have one shot at powering this thing and you might seriously consider going up to the maximum horsepower with that. And if you did that, uh, no matter the, the, with the engine options that you have, uh, I'm a little partial to Yamaha just because from a factory standpoint, that's the company that we've partnered with 
for a very, very long time. We're on our third go around in my 34 years with this manufacturer with outboard offerings, and they're not going away this time as they have in the past. Yamaha has a, a, a terrific product. They've got great sales, great service. And always think about this, where you are going to keep that boat, where is the closest authorized service facility for that engine? Because oftentimes you buy it and you have it, they'll, they'll rig it out and it's like, oh, well, the nearest service center is 80 miles away. And anytime that you've got a problem, you're having to trailer your boat 80 miles. Well, Casey, you uh, have already said you're leaning towards Yamaha. Is there a Yamaha place right near where you're... Uh uh, planning actually, to do I'm going to uh, initially put it up in Homo Sassa. Mm, okay. Um, so we can hit some, uh, you know, scalloping mm. and some shallow stuff and do some fishing during the break-in period. Mm-hmm. And the place, the marina I'm going to put it at actually is a Yamaha dealer. Well, there you go. All right. What about uh, Yamaha, price difference? I did notice in doing research, Yamaha has the greatest number of service points and people who will service them okay well you've done that part sounds like so uh what about this power issue that uh, patrick brought up have you already looked at that option as far as like if you went up in power would it increase the cost dramatically or what um it does increase the cost dramatically but not outrageously Mm -hmm. um i'm also looking at the option between the standard engine and the v max engine which i'm told holds more power it it does and i know you're talking about you know uh in water use maybe some if you're out on the gulf you know where it's a little calmer than over here on the east coast but what do you see your primary use how many people on board you know on an average is it just you a light load all the time are you planning on I can see five to six people on average each time we well, go Well, hold on. Back up a second. If you're talking about uh, Casey and then uh, adding Barry to the boat and t- saying that's a light load. No, Bar- Barry's got I'm- a boat. So it's going to be it- it's going to be Casey and then Greg and all of Greg's dive gear. Right. And all of and then probably CJ. Mm hmm. And, uh, well, and the, James, the big yeah, problem yeah. there is: Do you have? Has anybody actually seen all of Greg's dive gear in one spot? Never. Yeah, it's it takes up one whole corner of the studio. Well, that's yeah, true. So it's going to fill probably the front part of the boat. Right. That'll be the so ballast. I only have yeah. two or three people in the boat. Right. Yeah, but if it's but if it's all up in the bow, that helps your plane time. So that's not mm. necessarily a bad thing. That's your, true too. Your, yes. Your your trim characteristics are going to be shot to heck well. trying to get that bow up. You know, trim. But in, in all seriousness, Casey, it, it's something that if it's within your financial means and thinking five years down the road, or maybe even seven years down the road, maybe ten, what is going to sell better? Uh, certainly, a boat with the max horsepower is probably going to be a better sell to a second owner uh, because they may feel that one fifteen, despite the advances in the technology, that it's too small of a motor based on better to have too much power than not enough. You know, I, I will say I, I 115 because they may be a family of five and they would need that power. Well, true. Yeah. Why, why well, is that, the brake number at 115 too, by the way, that seems like an odd uh, number. That's actually the power band that Yamaha is offering. Now you have the 115, hmm. the 115 V max. No, they have a 150 also. And I just said that, Barry. Yeah, slow down. You just said Give 115 him a chance. and 115 VMAX. Quiet. 
And I said, 150, but you cut me off if you would look <laughs> like Barry. Uh, we're a happy crew I, here. I don't have uh, eight speaker headphones. Yeah, here. understood. All right, but but okay. So, but the next level up is is the one fifty. Uh, yes. Okay. All right. And that's the max for this boat. And how much more? Five bucks more. Uh, oh yeah, at least five. At least more. Okay. We'll figure out which one he should buy next. Stay close to the world of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast we now return to night boat the crime solving boat faster night boat you gotta catch those starfish poachers you don't have to yell michael i'm all around you Oh, no, they're headed for land. We'll never catch them now. Incorrect. Look, a canal. Oh, night boat, go! Oh, every week there's a canal. Or an inlet. Or a fjord. Quiet! I will not hear another word against the boat. I was young, I was dry, but to sail I would go. One hour on the water, I was soaked down below. Though I tried, I couldn't hide from my mother's piercing view. 
But all she would say was, a big boy like you. Wet before, wet before, wet behind, wet behind, we're the members of the Wet Pants Club. Get a little pissed Wet before, wet before, wet behind, wet behind, we're the members of the Wet Pants Club. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate. Uh, I think my uh, pants are a bit on the damp side, but that's what happens when you're on a boat. And uh, we, since we are the world of boating, it kind of goes with the uh, territory. Uh, for the rest of the wet panters, I guess that would include Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, and our special guest, Captain Casey. Who, wet uh, panters? Yeah, Wet Pants Club. You belong to the Wet Pants Club because you have you have a boat. You're gonna wow. have a boat. And your pants are gonna get wet, whether you like it or not. You're gonna belong to the Wet Pants Club, Casey. Maybe I won't wear pants. Oh, jeez. All right. Can we get back to uh, the uh, actual subject at hand? Yeah, and, and we uh, apologize, and- by the way, especially the folks on uh, Facebook Live today who just saw Casey and pictured him with no pants. All right. So, Casey, here's here's a couple questions for you. Uh, as you as you move towards making this decision, so has the manufacturer have they provided you with any specs for each engine option? And what I mean by that, do they give you fuel flow at cruise? Do they give you approximate top end? Uh, have they provided any of that? Usually, that's in a product information guide that's only released to the dealers. I have a brand new shiny catalog. Okay, do they give that breakdown as far as fuel flow? Not really, no. Okay, um, so so here's what you may want to do is if you, you contact a uh, Four Winds dealer and ask them, listen, I know in your product information guide, I know they're engineering estimates, so I know they're not written in stone, but I'd like to get an idea of what I'm looking at between these two engines. What am I looking at top RPM and top mile per hour? And what am I looking at my fuel flow at cruise? And okay. got it. That that can certainly help, and they should have no problem in releasing that information because the manufacturer that I work for, I give out that information all day long. People call up on new boats, on boats they're thinking about buying and ordering, and on older product as well. So, uh, realizing that it's an estimate only, and it's it's not to be held. You know, my boat's not doing what you what you have in your product information guide. Well, a lot of things can factor into that: wind, yes. wave, sea, weight. You know, so there's a lot of things that factor in. To to Barry's point, have you optioned out this boat? What are you getting other than your engine size? What other options are available that you've decided to uh, order with it? Um, actually, I haven't ordered a lot of things. We we did we've sat down and gone through all the colors and the seat fabric and all of that good stuff. Um, there's a few little trinkets on it that I've gotten for my wife. Like I have a push button Bimini erect, uh, that'll put up the Bimini automatically. She won't have to struggle. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Um, but there wasn't a lot of options on it. It was pretty much a, a, the fun deck is pretty much a, what you see is what you get both. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're not, not getting any C deck or flexi teak, um, any cockpit carpet or seagrass? No, no. I decided once I get the boat, we'll we'll maybe have that done locally. But no, uh, don't don't do not it. Needed. Don't do it. Don't don't. Nothing against the product like Sea Deck, and I'm not going to call Sea Deck out in particular. But um, don't do it. Don't do it. All yeah, right. Well, I'm, I've been on many, many, many dive boats, and Greg will tell you, bare fiberglass is fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I, I actually prefer it. The non-skid is there for a reason. And if the non-skid was tooled correctly, it's going to be a deep diamond groove. Probably it's going to hold you steady and fast. The problem with putting a product like C-Deck and not FlexiT because FlexiT uses a different application process, but with a product like those, those soft mats is you're putting them over non-skid and you've got those deep grooves that don't get filled correctly and those edges don't get adhered correctly. So once it starts to lift and you get water starting to get in between the non-skid and the underside of the uh, soft deck material, uh, invariably it's going to wind up failing and you're going to be really, really disappointed when you got to shell out another 700 bucks to replace this this mat. So nah. I would always opt for it. Just keep it plain and simple. Naked uh, is is better. Keep it naked. Okay. On that topic, I do have another question for you. Mm-hmm. Quick. One of the options was a uh, cloth material, we'll call it, that snapped into place. I didn't like that at all for being barefoot and snaps and. Yeah, that that would be either your cockpit carpet or what's known as kind of a seagrass. And the, yes. the issue with that is uh, one, I don't like snaps that are drilled and and screwed into my fiberglass deck because uh sooner or later in bare feet i'm gonna hit them and stub my toe and i'm gonna be really really upset clumsy got it the other thing that happens is people don't realize you can't leave that down 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year it's supposed to be installed prior to boating and then cleaned and dried and rolled up after you're done boating because what will happen is you'll get dirt and debris trapped between the underside of that material and the non-skid, not to mention the moisture, and then you get this evaporation condensation thing happening. Then you got stuff pulling apart. You got really, really bad, dirty non Trees growing out of the middle of your boat. Yeah, yeah way too it, much work. Go keep naked. Keep it simple. Go yeah. naked like you like to boat, Casey. But get, get, get that product information guide in, information on the uh, performance data. That'll tell you which direction you need to go. I All will right. give them a call tomorrow. Well, there you go. We, we set them up properly here at the World of Boating. That'll do it for this week. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life is life better, is better as, as a motor. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com. 